the Go Radio Football Show, keeping you up to date as the build-up to the new season begins. Let's go! The countdown to the new season is certainly well underway and, you know, Rangers are back at Auchenhoe, Mark Weedy, on Friday before the end of June. Yeah, it seems as though they've hardly been away, uh, Paul, but obviously, you know, some new signings in the door and uh, Michael Beale want to get them, you know, into action as quickly as possible. Big, big six weeks ahead for Rangers between Champions League qualifiers and, of course, the start of the Premiership. Can I throw a couple of names at you of people who may or may not be coming to Celtic? The latest, to Rangers, uh, the latest news is Danilo is being watched. The finer player yeah. plays up front. Brazilian. Yep. What do you think, Mark? I think they're quite far apart in evaluation at the moment, Paul. So there's a big bit of work to be done on that. Uh, it's just a case of whether Rangers think that they can get a deal over the line if it's worth going back in or if the feedback that they're getting is that they're kind of wasting their time because of the valuation that uh, Fine would have on the on the player. But they're obviously still looking for at least one more striker. They've been linked with three or four, Paul, over the past few days and they're wanting to get one over the line as quickly as possible. And Rangers have been told they'd have to make an historic bid, as you know, to tempt the Swedish club Hacken to sell their prized asset, Benny Traore. What do you think, Mark? Could you see it happen? Well, again, it sounds as though the, the Swedish club aren't going to sell on the cheap, and it depends what Rangers, what have they got to spend, what's the players' valuation. Um, so at the moment, um, you know, when you're talking kind of figures in the, in the millions of pounds, Paul, they're, they're tough to get over the line. What are you thinking, Rangers fans? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. It's that time of the season where there's a, a lot of business going on. It never ends. This time last night, as you know, you were around. We had Neil Lennon along with Barry Ferguson. Yeah. Huge reaction to those two last night. Together for the first time on radio or TV. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, you know, fierce competitors on the pitch, you know, played in... Barry and a brilliant captain, a brilliant Rangers team. Neil, part of a a brilliant Celtic team, they went on to become the uh, the manager. So yeah, great radio last night, Paul. Celtic are close to completing the deal. We talked about it yesterday with Neil and Barry, the Melbourne player, the Australian winger Marco Tilio. Yeah, uh, a wide player, five seven, five eight. Um, just wanted to add to score. I'm not sure if he's. If he's going to be game ready, Paul, to come in and make an impact. But that said, Leila Bada was 19 when he arrived, and look yeah. at the impression um, he made. So obviously, he's been on the he's been on the radar, the recruitment radar, and um, again, like the signing of um, Odin Tom, the, the, this won't, wouldn't be happening unless it would. Be, it's got Brendan Rodgers' approval, so he clearly likes the player as well. So the Ange Postecoglou era is over at Celtic, mm-hmm. and it starts at Tottenham. We'll talk about some of the signings because uh, James Madison, who of course was at Aberdeen, looks right. as though he could be his first big signing. Yeah, um, Derek McInnes had James on, on loan at Petordia and he was, uh, he was brilliant. I think mm-hmm. only had him, unfortunately, for, for half a campaign. I don't yeah. think he got any. Danny Ward, um, who was a Leicester goalkeeper mm-hmm. um, at Liverpool, Danny Ward was, was brilliant, but again, they could only keep him for half a season. Um, but yeah, it looks as though Madison is going to Tottenham, Newcastle, also interested. Um, but Ange Postecoglou starting to get some signings in the door. And obviously, the big question uh, round about Spurs just now is what's going to happen to uh, Harry Kane? Yeah, Bayern Munich. There isn't an official bid in today, but reports that it's coming. Would it move him? Would he want to move from the biggest league in the world? Hey. Yeah, I mean, we thought this time, what, a few months ago, it would be Man United. But with Man United's ownership not yet resolved, it doesn't look as though they're going to come in with, what, 100 million? I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't rule Man United out. That, okay. that I think the biggest... Well, I think there's two parts. I think that uh, Harry Kane, they say down the road, the people who who, who um, say that they know him, that he wants to beat Alan Shearer's yeah. uh, Premier League goal scoring record. So that that's uh, that's something that will be dangled in front of him to stay in the league. I think the biggest question, what it's going to hinge on, Paul, is is Daniel Levy willing to sell him? Mm. So if Daniel Levy is willing to sell him, let's say at ninety million, I think they'll get a couple of offers to match that. If Daniel Levy says no. 
I'm going to try and persuade you to stay or I'll take a gamble and you can go on a free this time next year. Um, so I think that's what it hinges on is Daniel Levy made up his mind. Um, but if he, if if he's willing to accept a bid in the region of ninety million, I think he'll get that for Harry Kane. The word coming out of Holland is that in the last few moments, Feyenoord have rejected an initial bid from Rangers for Danilo. That's just come up there on Sky Sports. So Rangers will probably come back in. Yeah, you would think so. I mean, it's very rarely a first offer no, is accepted, sure. but it, but it depends on you know if they've had a, an idea of what Feyenoord's valuation is and what Rangers are willing to go to. Is it, is it worth going back in or is well moving on to another target? Only Rangers will know that at the moment, Paul. Some worrying um, reports over the last week or so about Aaron Moy, one of the, one of the many great signings yeah. by Ange Postacoglu, but there's a decision to be made and potentially he, he might retire from football. Is this an injury? Yeah, I, mean, I think he said a, he said a back injury uh, for a while, um, on and off. Um, first and foremost, he's been a brilliant sign, oh, a free yeah. transfer, you know, Celtic mm-hmm. picked him up. And he's made a significant contribution uh, to the club. There's no doubt about that. Um, really, really good in the in the heart of the midfield. And you know, he thinks some of the big games even against Rangers. You know, he really um, turned it on. So a proper player, great bit of business. I say it didn't cost him anything. Um, but at the moment, uh, he, he could be struggling. Paul, let's hope. You know, because he's only 32, 33, yeah, far yeah. too early mm-hmm. to be hanging up his boots. But if he has a a problem, then he's got to think long term as well. And then for Celtic even though they have signed um, Odin Tom, they, they may need to go and fill a, another hole if, if Aaron Moy is, is forced to hang up his boots. He's been such a great signing and he did so well at the World Cup also. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's great. You know, really, what you think back to his time at, at St Mirren and then the career that he had, you know, at Huddersfield and he was obviously in the books at Man City um, as well, but he was really, really good uh, for Celtic, you know, really played his part in the, in the success. That's the bank calling about the overdraft. Stephen, I'll call you tomorrow. <laughs> 0808 17 17 700 Stephen you should know the number to call Mark Weedy Paul Cooney here on the Go Radio Football Show this time last night there's a lot of good stuff as well from Neil Lennon and he was actually uh, it's the first time I've interviewed him in quite some time you can tell how he he wants to get back in at a good level managing and when you look at the career he's had and the achievements and the titles that he's won in cups there can't be many people in football who have the achievements of Neil Lennon I mean, obviously the ones that, that are well known, uh, Celtic, you know, the success that he, that he had, you know, um, since he took over from Tony Mowbray in 2010, so more than a decade, two spells, very, very successful um, at Celtic. Unfortunately for Neil, he didn't get tender over over the line and, and you know, I'd say unfortunately that uh, there's a certain um, section of Celtic supporters use that as a, as a stick to beat him with, which I think is very, very um, unfair. You know, he was part Neil was part of a a collective collapse yeah. at Celtic that season. You know, in the COVID season, you know, the recruitment wasn't good enough. Boardroom weren't they, weren't they good enough? Uh, and ultimately, Neil himself accepted that he could have done um, better too in, in certain situations. So, look, but overall, a fantastically successful player at Celtic, coach and manager. And I think one of the things that gets overlooked as well. But I thought he was brilliant at Hibs. You know, you look at yeah. what he achieved um, at Hibs as well. Really, really good. Um, he brought him back up yeah yeah, and I thought some entertaining football um, I can't remember where they finished but he certainly got them into the top six um, you know um, so not and you know brought in a couple of good players played a, an attractive uh, style and then of course he went to, to Cyprus to 
Nicosia. So he's willing to go and travel, willing to, to go and do it. So yeah, I think Neil's what fifty one. So he's still got yep. plenty, plenty to offer. He was fifty one on Monday, wasn't was he? he? Yeah, right. so the day yeah. before. So yeah. so yep. he's got plenty to offer or for Sunday. sure. Is this Tuesday? This is Tuesday. Oh right, it's Sunday. So it was Sunday. Yeah, it was his indeed. birthday on Sunday. Tuesday. Yeah, happy birthday. Neil. Yep. The Go Radio Football Show. Mark Guidi, one of the great goalkeepers in the. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this one. I know. Well, well I tell you, well, I tell you a quick yeah, goalkeeper. So it's about Craig Brown. Yeah. So my condolences ah, yeah, to, 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 to Craig Brown. Um, and you knew and him his really family. well. Yeah, and I, I knew. I'll, yeah. I'll very briefly go back football yeah. and uh, story. So I'm playing for Albion Rovers. Must have been season ninety two, ninety three. Mm-hmm. I'm doing no bad, believe it or not. Good. And uh, the Albion Rovers manager Mick Oliver contacts SFA Craig Brown, Scotland under twenty one boss at the time. Said. Uh, you need to come and have a look at Mark oh, Guidi, our goalie, and John McCaffrey, who was a centre-half at that point. He was in Hearts' books and then uh, came to Albion Rovers. So Craig Brown came to Clifton Hill uh-huh. uh, to watch. I had to go and hand in my bus certificate to SFA Park Gardens to show that I was you know, uh, legitimately Scottish, etc., etc. You're a goalkeeper. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you're never 21. Yeah. And uh, so I looked at that and uh, he came. And I'm sure we played a broth. Came to watch me at uh, Clifton Hill in Coat Bridge. And uh, I get sent off. Straight red no. card after what? about 55 minutes. Never, what nah, did you do? I come out of my box and just took a guy out of the game, just wiped him out and uh, it was back professional foul, last man. So I get a, a straight red and uh, needless to say, never heard, <laughs> never heard, <laughs> never heard. I think, uh, again, I think in fact it was uh, wow. Scott Howie that came through at that ah, point, who yeah. was at Clyde, then went to Norwich and uh, Scott went on to have a really good uh, career and Scott get, uh, getting on. But no, Craig Brown yeah. was brilliant to deal mm. with. We were there, Paul, Euro 96, yep. France 98, when he was a Scotland mm. manager. Always a, a pleasure to deal with. Um, our open house just made everybody feel welcome, made everybody uh, available, and, and what a, a terrific manager. And again, we're talking about Neil Lennon, you know, other, other things he achieved. Mm. Beyond Scott, what a job Craig Brown did at Motherwell. Yeah. I mean, absolutely yeah. fantastic. And at Aberdeen, got Aberdeen yeah. going um, as well. So, uh, a real inspirational figure, father figure to a lot of coaches. Um, and managers and it'll be sadly missed I was just in his company about six weeks ago up at an event in Aberdeen and Martin O'Neill was oh, there and yeah. Martin, uh-huh. Craig Brown and, and Joe Harper just standing in their company chewing the fat together mm-hmm. some great uh, stories but it'll be, it'll be sorely missed and he had steel as well you couldn't be the manager of Scotland no. you know at those major tournaments without having that but he had a, a way a knack yeah. of dealing with the media yeah. the players and there's a lot of egos around and not yeah. just the media the players <laughs> as well but I must say he was absolutely brilliant. he always yeah. had time for everyone I don't know how he managed that Mark because you yeah. know not all the results were great but he managed to he always stayed calm with a lot of criticism yeah. and he never yeah. ever made it Peter never mm-hmm. ever volleyed back he always took it and he found a way of delivering an answer and um, you know, that was before all kind of media training and all that of kind of course. stuff he was just yeah. he was a natural but as you say you know, and he got the best out of those players you look at meeting Craig Burley a, a right wing back or Christian Daly right or the left wing back Tom Boyd you know he had a solid three Colin Calderwood Colin Henry anyway, probably yep. Tom Boyd was in there and sometimes you'd, you'd have tossed McKinley up and down the uh, the left Gary McAllister in the middle you know and you, you think I'd always seen it in the past they are so from, from Villa Park when we were at that game, Paul, Scotland-Switzerland. The la- that was the last time Scotland won a game in a major tournament. Was it? Yeah. Well, we didn't win a game in France 98 no, and we didn't win a game in the Euros no. a couple of years ago and McCoy scored that great goal and the great vision running over runs to over. Craig Brown and uh, Alan Mar- lovely photograph that. Yeah. What was the atmosphere like? Oh, it was Villa Park amazing. Was it was jumping. Yeah, it really and of course, was. Holland was right. so loud but on that night it was different then with Switzerland. Yeah. So Switzerland, we yeah. were so dominant. Yeah. The, the Tartan Army. Phenomenal. And a day we'll never forget, June... 1998 the opening game of the World Cup finals so for those of you who weren't around then we're playing Brazil 
yeah. it was the attention of the world was on Scotland and yeah. and Craig um, led Scotland out there and he was yeah. he was so proud yeah. as a Scotsman and to be uh, the national manager because he, he it wasn't a fashionable manager you know he hadn't come yeah. through with a I mean I know he did well at Dundee he'd been at Rangers but he used mm -hmm. to joke about he was yeah. behind he was the but, third choice but I think Paul you know back then when you think back then when even when Andy Rocks was appointment you know a lot of the the the, the media they, they 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 absolutely slaughtered the SFA for the point because that was back in the day before it was take the point it was the old shows your medals if you could right. become sure. a manager yeah. and then you know it's changed over the years particularly I think Mourinho was the one that's really changed it um, in this century because uh, he, 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 he didn't play mm -hmm. but he's gone on to show and then you look at all other managers who didn't have brilliant uh, careers or had to be cut short through injury I think Jurgen Klopp when they were great, Brendan right. Rodgers no, sure. Michael Beal yeah. so you look at them you look at some of the ones but I think Craig Brown you think it was um, you know it was really it was sneered at the appointment of, of, of right. Andy Roxburgh yeah. and then Craig Brown but they mm -hmm. They, um, they defy their critics and um, certainly get the best out of the, the Scottish national teams. And of course, the final words, Sir Alex Ferguson. I had forgotten that, that he called Bruni, as he called him, in 86 and said, fancy a holiday or yeah. a trip. And yeah. it was the Mexico World Cup. Yeah. yeah, and he then Six. began to join the, the Scotland setup, and that was yep. wonderful. Gordon Strachan scoring against right. West Germany West as it Germany. was over there. Yeah. That was some trip. You were still at school. Primary school. Well, wasn't it primary? No, but, but it was, it was uh, amazing. But we'd was. forgotten. Uruguay, we, the last game, wasn't it? Right. Oh, we yeah, should have. Yeah. They've been down to yeah. 10 men in yeah. two minutes. But, but you know, we thought we would always qualify for tournaments. Now, it's different now. We did it in 2021, Euro 20. Uh, 20. Hopefully we're going to Germany next year. But there's a whole raft of people in their 20s and 30s who just did not get to or see Scotland in a major tournament. But they've got to go. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I we're mean, going. Scotland, we're 90% yeah. there. You know, uh, barring an absolute calamity, we're, we're going to Germany. I was there at the World Cup in 2006 covering it and Germany put on a wonderful spectacle. So, as you know, it's a great country to get around regardless of where Scotland are going to be based. If you're a, a, a Tartan Army fan who's never been a Scotland fan, even if you don't get a ticket, go along. Try your best to get to Germany. You will absolutely love the experience. And remember, 24 teams, 16 go through to the next phase. I mean, it's almost as hard to get knocked out as it is to get through. Only eight get knocked out. So what a chance we're, we're going to give ourselves to be involved in the in the knockout stages. But get to Germany, where you're Frankfurt, Berlin, uh, Munich, wherever it is you, you end up where you're going to base yourself. Because the... the the train system and everything over there is absolutely brilliant. You can get around the country, no problem at all. What an experience it's going to be. I mean, nobody's complacent, but we're not going to blow it. See, under no. Stevie Clark, I mean, the, the top players that we have in the way they bond together, even the ones yeah. that are not normal, look at you know, Kenny McLean, the way he came in, you could go through all of them. We're not going to blow it, are no, we? No, no. We'll win in Cyprus. Yeah. We'll win the next game and that'll be us. 15 That's points, good. we'll be through. It'll be wonderful. Just thinking of some of the players who are in the news at the moment, they're saying, uh, Scott McTominay, what's going to happen in his future mm. at Man West United? Ham. And West Ham, well, that'd be a great signing for West Ham, wouldn't it? Mm. So Declan Rice, the latest today, West Ham have rejected a £90 million bid from Man City for Declan Rice. Are they just trying to up the ante so that Arsenal yeah. have to pay 95 or £100 million? Yeah, he wants, I think he wants I to think, go. Yeah, I think they'll get to the tonne with add-ons. I don't yeah. think it'll be a tonne guaranteed, but they'll get to £100 million okay. with add-ons. If Declan Rice wants to go to Man City, Man City will blow Arsenal out of the water to get him. It's just, by all accounts, um, like we're saying with, with, with Harry Kane, it's, I think Declan Rice would prefer to stay in London. So I think Arsenal's his first destination. That said, Man City could just go and blow it, blow it out of the water and there must be a big attraction to go to Man City. And he's got Jack Grealish here as well, who he's, mm -hmm. he's pally with. So I wouldn't rule 
Man City out, but Arsenal are still hanging in there. And Mark, you know West Ham well, and we we know we feel as though we know Davy Moyes. Yeah. Uh, what a great end to the season for him. Brilliant. Everyone in Scotland proud of him. Mm. Um, is he going to stay next season? Do you think? I think yeah, I, I think he will. I think if he was going yes. to um, stand down, he's got a year to go in his deal. He would have stood down, you know, a day or two after the final. I was lucky enough to be in Prague to see I was them. About to say, uh, yeah. beat Fiorentina, so it was a wonderful experience. Um, only the seventh Scottish manager to win a European trophy. And uh, well deserved uh, for David. He's been a coaching manager for over 25 years. Um, he was one of, you know, very proud of the Largs Association, the SFA, and Craig Brown was one of David's uh, mentors. So, yeah, great to see him get that success um, at West Ham. Just again, Paul UEFA, just, you know, madness to have it in a stadium that holds less than 20,000. I mean, what are they thinking yeah. about? You know, and I've heard some Man City fans on the radio talking about um, you know geographically how difficult it was to get to the Astor Stadium in Istanbul yeah. and what are they thinking about yeah, for, you know, why are they not making it easier for supporters A to get there and have it better, yeah. and then B once they're, they're there make the, the commuting time and getting in and out of the stadium when we heard the Rangers supporters having problems in Seville, Seville. look at um, Liverpool Real Madrid yeah. in, pa- um, sure. in Paris yeah. Yeah. it's non-stop the Euro 2020 final England Italy at Wembley all the trouble so yeah, I really need to get a grip they live in an ivory tower they're causative. They don't live in the real world. They haven't a clue. There are very few good decisions. And I do laugh sometimes when people say, oh, you know, the breakaway, remember that Super League? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying I'm in favour of it, but everyone goes, oh, UEFA, as if they're the good guys. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the decisions they make are crazy. Um, but it must have been some experience for you, though. Yeah. Aye. The highlight for, of it was it. Davey enjoy it that night and the players as well. They must have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it was good. And um, you know, James Corden was there, celebrity West Ham uh, fan. Yeah. Um, I saw his there, stuff so, on social media. Yeah, yeah. So he he thoroughly um, enjoyed it. And just, yeah, just seeing Davey and, and the players. Obviously, that lovely photo of David taking his dad down onto the pitch yeah. um, at full time, David Senior. So, aye. Yeah. It was a, it was a great experience, Paul, to be, to, to be there. James Corden, can we claim him as one of our 7 million download listeners? Is that possible? Well, I did say to him, I said, uh, make sure you're listening to go. <laughs> Pick up a few tips for his show. Just in between his carpool shifts, you know, exactly, in, indeed. in early. I think he's just finished that. He has, he? Yeah, yeah. he has, he's back, back in London, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll talk more about transfers and who might be on the next few moments. It's Mark mm. Woody, Paul Cooney, and we can take some calls. 0808 17 17 700. Uh, Scott McTominay, would he be out of the range of... Anyone in Scotland is he going to be? Yeah. It's going to be West Ham. I think right? he's. I think okay. he's minimum twenty-five million transfer fee. Let me throw then at you, Kieran Tierney. You would see it last night. Some of the reports. Yeah. Is he possibly coming back to Celtic? Well, the only way that could happen is if Mikel Arteta is willing to allow him to go on loan for a year. Celtic can't afford. Mm-hmm. To pay. I mean, again, they paid twenty-five for him. I mean, he's, he's still got his best years ahead yeah. of him. So Aston will be looking mm-hmm. to make a profit on him. Yeah. And I think you know if Newcastle thought they could get him for thirty-five or forty, they would do it. Uh, all day long so um, I'd be very surprised if if, if that were it would be as if Arsenal would allow a loan deal and Kieran Tierney wanted to come up the road and get a, a proper mm-hmm. non-stop year under his belt Champions ahead of League. going to the Euros yeah because yeah. um, so he needs the game time no happen. matter yeah. who you are I well, mean everyone I, I can't see Arsenal allowing them to go and loan when they could cash in and, and, and get 40 odd million for him really yeah I, I know it's, it's a huge amount of money the fans love him as well don't they yeah, the Arsenal yeah, fans yeah, really absolutely love him. Yeah, but he needs to go and play. Paul, oh, he's sure. too good. He's too good yeah. to be sitting, you know, behind Zinchenko or whoever it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, you look at his performances where he plays in, in, in the left. 
of a three at the back for Scotland he's sensational I know Barry said many times that he thinks he's probably Scotland's best player uh, which is some compliment considering the talent that we have now sure is The Go Radio Football Show bringing you the latest transfer news as the countdown to the new season gets underway Let's go Thanks Chris for the traffic and travel we'll be back tomorrow morning we'll be back later tonight as well and then tomorrow morning with Crofty and Grado back from his honeymoon some hilarious stories and the wedding as well said Brown. so it's great to hear him back we wish him and Steph, all the very best. Crofty and Gredo back. Breakfast tomorrow from when you get up. Paul Cooney with Mark Guidi. And it doesn't look like the middle of summer now, Mark, does it? The weather's oh. been fantastic. The schools went off in Glasgow on Friday. South Lanarkshire today. Well done, Caroline, and all all, all the uh, pupils. And it's pouring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Still a, a decent bit of heat in there, but um, uh, aye, it's, been, it's been pouring all day, Paul. It was just a one for in the house. Taking it easy. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 if you want to speak to Mark. So far tonight, we're looking at who might be coming in over the summer. At Rangers, uh, reports that, well, Michael Beale's been on holiday in Mallorca. What is it about Mallorca? Brendan Rodgers was there. Is this the place for the, the top managers? Yeah, it seems to be a big holiday destination. It's lovely. You know that part of the world well, Paul, and around uh, Palma. Yep. Really, really nice. So, uh, yeah, Michael Beale, all managers deserve a, a bit of time off because I've said for Michael Beale, when he starts back, on Friday, officially, Paul, he won't draw breath and, and, until that transfer window closes. And by then, uh, he'll know if Rangers are in the Champions League. You, normally, the fixtures are out on Friday. Normally, the first old fun game of the season, it's going to be Ibrooks this season, I think, usually takes place just before the first international game. Right. So that could be September, yeah, September. the 2nd. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he is just non stop for, for the next seven weeks. Rangers Eight weeks. Weeks. Yeah, Sam Lammers, Kieran Dowell, Dijon Sterling from Chelsea, Jack Butland, as you know, Crystal Palace, Lammers, Atalanta, and Kieran Dowell from Norwich, and a few more to come in as well. Going out, uh, and before we go out, any word about Barisic? Any sign that he's th- going to re-sign? Well, I think that Rangers, I think Michael Beale wants to keep him, so I think there's a there's been a conversation about extending his deal. He's got a year to go, so um, Barisic falls into that category, either sign a new deal or we try and sell you that's just the way it is now in uh, football business and it's quite right it's the same with John Lundstrom and Glenn Kamara um, so yeah I think that, that, that Barisic is one that they that they want to keep um, but so far he's not put pen to paper but um, we'll see, see what happens but I think I think that one will get over the line uh, Paul but Lundstrom and, and Kamara Rangers might think that they want to try and just raise some funds just to boost the transfer kitty so it may well be that, that, you know, that somebody else moves on Somebody who did well in the early part of the season was Antonio Cholak. Then it was injury, and then, but you got the impression that he might be moving. There's no word just yet, but there's been interest in him leaving Ibrox. Yeah, um, I mean Cholak does Rangers a good turn. You yeah. think in the first part of the season he, he got some important goals uh, for them. Um, so until they get another striker, and then clearly they're trying to be active uh, in that department. Um, Kima Roof. you know, hopefully he gets a run. Uh, Paul, where he's injury free, he deserves a turn. He's a good talent. Just his attendance record hasn't been good enough through no fault of his own. He's just been very, very unlucky with injury. But if he can get a run, he's an asset um, to Rangers. And I think if he was fit and if it was up to Michael Beale, I think he would choose to keep Kima Roof ahead of an, an Antonio Cholak. But they can't let Cholak go, Paul, and, until they get another striker um, into the building or they see that Kima Roof is, is getting a bit of rhythm in his and is on a run and, and also as well it's, you need to go and get a buyer for Cholak you know who who wants him Rangers got him for two two and a bit I think it'd certainly be worth more than that now so again it's getting somebody to come in and uh, meet that valuation This time last week around Barry Ferguson said Lyndon Dykes is a ready made 
player for Rangers, but he's uh, signed until what twenty twenty six at QPR. Yeah, he signed a new uh, deal. You know, you can see why QPR have been desperate to keep him. He's been a great asset. You know, I think they got him for what just under two million quid. What a mm-hmm. signing he's turned out to be for them. Um, and he'll obviously want to try and get QPR as far up the table as they can, push towards the the playoffs uh, for the the Premier uh, League down the road. Um, and if there was a chance that we're going to get him, would have been now with a year to go because QPR was for the decision to make. But they've clearly put a lucrative offer in front of Lyndon Dykes. He's been happy to accept it and and good luck to him. And, and what a player he's turned out to be for Scotland, yeah. um, Paul. You know, it was really great. <laughs> was it Steve Clark? Was it Alec McLeish that talked him into actually pledging his allegiance to us? I can't remember which one it was, but really, you know, without him, we wouldn't be where, where we are because yeah. we, we we were strong for number nine and Che Adams as well. We had to talk. G yeah. Adams round to, to come into it so um, it's worked out really really well and on Rangers goalkeepers we talked about Rangers there for Lyndon Dykes it's not going to be Robbie McCrory Bobby mm. McCrory how do you, do you feel for him a little bit and what would you do because well, he needs game time well no I don't feel for him because I think the, the number one jersey's still up for grabs you know I think it's up to him to go and show that, that he's better than Jack Jack Butland the back, Jack Butland you would imagine um, without seeing him training or seeing him playing at the moment that um, that in Michael Beale's eyes, he would be the number one. Yeah. Um, but I think it's there for Robbie McCrory to go and say to Michael Beale, no, actually, I'm going to be a number one. So I think there's a competition there. Now, if it's very, very clear um, when, when the games start that Jack Butlin is number one and Michael Beale isn't isn't for, for budging on that, then Robbie McCrory's got a decision to make. But if Rangers, if John McLaughlin wants to get out, then you can't let Robbie McCrory go as well. So... We'll wait and see how that pans out over the next five or six weeks. But despite Rangers getting Jack Butland, and I think that's a really good signing, um, I think Robbie McCrory's definitely still got a chance of being the number one because if he shows up well and he's gained a lot of confidence from playing the last five or six games of the season, then Michael Beale will play the guy who's on form. And if Jack Butland sure. will just have to fight to, to get in his place, so I think that's still open. Rangers fans can look for transfer activity from July the 1st because it is, you know, it's the end of the month, it's the new season getting underway almost and uh, Barry indicated that last night, look for another three, four, maybe more signings. They need to be, Paul. Yep. You know, if Rangers are going to be serious about becoming the champions mm-hmm. and dislodging a very, very good Celtic team who have got a new manager in and the new manager's got his bit between the teeth. The new manager won mm-hmm. seven trophies out of seven. And his time at Celtic Park had an invincible season. He is a proper manager, and he, if if he if he needs it, he's got a, a substantial budget sitting there that that, that, that can get used. Um, so yeah, Rangers will, will need to improve their starting eleven because the evidence is there. The starting eleven the past couple of years has they been good enough? No, and by the way, that they've, they've done well, got a lot of points, won a lot of games. Michael Beale turned it around in his six months, but when it came to it. Rangers couldn't beat Celtic in the games that mattered. That has to change. Mm. And if Rangers are going to win the league, that's seen the players need to step up, produce under pressure. For example, you need to go and win the first old firm game of the season, particularly when it's at Ibrox and your, your home ground, and show that you mean business. If you don't, then it, it could be the same story as the past couple of years and Celtic will be charging towards three in a row. It's going to be some game, isn't it? Uh, Ibrox. You reckon it's at the second, first of second the, of September? Yeah, I think it's Saturday's usually, the second. Sure, so they, yeah. they normally do it um, the, the week right. before the, yeah. the the last game before you break up for the inter- international fixture so uh, the fixtures will be out on uh, Friday, Friday. Um, yeah. could well be you know you could have a double header on the on the Saturday the first Saturday yep. of the season Celtic and Rangers both on the on the telly big game Celtic will be at home 
against whom we don't know yet uh, unfurling the flag and Rangers will be uh, away from home but um, August the 5th the Saturday Paul can't wait for it So what about Celtic when you were on with me on Friday it was just moments after Brendan Rodgers made his uh, media debut second mm. time round unless you're just a little bit of that and then I want to ask you about the way he's been received since he came back he was asked about his ambitions Well listen we, we all know the challenges of, of the Champions League and and of course it's, it's where you can get through, if you can get through into the knockout stages, then of course that is um, that's a big step for, for a Scottish team. But you arrive into Europe, there, there's competitions now where you can, uh, with that little bit of luck and, uh, and the quality that you can have, it can allow you to, uh, uh, to go a long way. So, um, so for us, I think it's, it's getting through a qualification phase, which is really, really important. And like I said, you, you see where that can take you, but, um, but Europe is something that it's such a challenge, but, uh, but for us it's a great challenge and that's something that we'll uh, look to embrace. Europe's obviously a huge part of it. Do you think that was a big part of him coming back? Yeah, I mean, he, he, he was guaranteed a crack at the Champions League um, in September, you know, guaranteed six games. And the first thing for Celtic to do will be to finish in at least third spot, Paul, to, to, to stay in Europe. If they can get um, into the, 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 the second spot, then fine. But I think a, a starting point for Celtic will be turning Parkhead into a fortress again in European nights it's been many many years since it's been now I think realistically Celtic should be looking at it should be within their capabilities to get seven points two wins yeah. and a draw two home wins and a draw so that's taking the number one seed um, out of it but beyond that yeah they should be aiming for that and sometimes seven points can get you into second place but it would guarantee pretty much um, third so that's got to be the aim start doing better at home start winning more home games that they've not been good enough at home um, on European nights uh, for a long, long time. So that's got to be the aim for Brendan Rodgers and like I say, I think he's got the bit between his teeth. I think he's re-energised. I think he's hungry um, and I think he wants to, to come back and um, keep Celtic as a number one club in the country but also to kick them on as well and uh, by doing that, that means get some positive results in uh, in Europe. He, he joined, what, just 10 days after Ange Postacoglu headed for Tottenham. He was asked about the former manager. No, no, I've exchanged messages with him. I've, I've spoken depth to, to John Kennedy, who's obviously been a, a pivotal uh, person here at the club and who was, and who'll be my assistant whilst I'm here. So, uh, yeah, I've spoken at length. I've obviously watched Celtic as well. The football philosophy is, is not uh, too different in terms of how um, how we would work and, and how a Celtic manager is, is perceived uh, to work with his team. You know, it's, it's an attacking club. We have to not just win, but you have to win stylistically in a certain way. And uh, and Ange has obviously done that. And, and hopefully my period before, we were able to do that. So, uh, so it's a continuation of that and looking to continue to build on that. Hard act to follow. Including his own act, which was yeah. what seven out of seven, and Ange yeah. five out of six. Yeah, so you, you you know when you think of of Celtic over the past sort of decade or so, they've been very very dominant. Five trebles in seven years. Brendan Rodgers got two or, or, or two and a half, if you want to say Neil Lennon. Yeah, uh, get the other mm -hmm. two, and Ange Postecoglou get, get get one out of two. So you know they're, they're, they've actually had Scottish football by the scruff of the neck, and they don't want to let go, Paul. You know they they, they want to improve, they want to get better. Um, than that and Brendan Rodgers will be looking to bring in better players than, than what he has you need to keep freshening up as he said many times in his press on Friday the best time to strengthen is when you're the number one club 
And that's what Celtic are at the moment. So they're looking to go and get better. Can we get better than him? Can we get better than him? Can we get better than him? And if they might lose a couple of players, they might get some really, really interesting bids in for one or two players. And they might think it's the time to move them on. And then you've got to go and replace them with better as well. So it's a, it's a real challenge to go and do that. But like I say, I think Brendan Rodgers... Um, Ange Postacoglu was brilliant for Celtic I think Brendan Rodgers is an upgrade um, you know I think he's all round and he gets this city he can handle the pressure he knows what Celtic fans want he knows what it takes to win trophies and uh, I think he'll do very very well for Celtic Kate in Newton Mearns disagrees with you she said did Mark Guidi really say he's an upgrade on do I think Brendan Rodgers yeah. is an upgrade yeah, and it, she, she had to say it on Friday yeah. she, she emailed yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do, Kate. 100% I believe that Brendan Rodgers is an upgrade on Ange But By the way, Ange Postecoglou is brilliant for Celtic. The evidence is there. But for me, Brendan Rodgers, you look at Brendan Rodgers' record over more than a decade, you look at what he delivered at Celtic, you look at the way he improved players um, at Celtic, then for me, yes, um, Brendan Rodgers is an upgrade. And Ange Postecoglou has got to go down the road and, and show what he can do sure. uh, down there and Brendan has shown what he can do down the road took Liverpool within two games of a title yeah. won an FA Cup Leicester took them into the top six within two games of getting them into the Champions League a Leicester City side sure. um, so Andrew's a brilliant manager but my own personal opinion Brendan's an upgrade I think people have been a bit cool on him down south some of the media saying oh, he did okay at Leicester it's Leicester mm. City yeah you know that no great expectations that team that that won it in what 2015 16 yeah, yeah. 15 16 year I mean, you know they were aging and it was time for change and of course he didn't get any money at all last season he was asked and i want to ask your reaction to how people have reacted to the return of brendan rogers he was asked on friday regrets about going last time yeah and, and i and i hope that i can still have i think it's just um, it's natural when i left it, it was a sad moment i certainly don't regret it but what I do regret is the hurt that it caused people. And it's the very reason I'm sat here today. You know, as a Celtic supporter, I, I understood what, uh, what it meant. And, uh, and probably even more so when I, when I left. So that was my regret, that I hurt people who were Celtic supporters. And, and uh, it, was, it was a big part of coming back. What did you think of uh, the way he handled it on the day? I thought he was very good on Friday. Yeah. Um, Paul, you know, he, he's probably a wee bit unsure of what we're getting. He's very, very confident um, in front of the media, handles himself very well, speaks very well, de delivers good, me good messages and gives you an insight into what he's thinking and what he's trying to do. Um, but yeah, I thought, you know, I think Friday was was going to be, a, could have been a, a difficult one yeah. for him for various reasons. But no, I think he came out of it uh, very very well and he'll just want to get to work Paul just get the players in and get cracking on with it it was getting a wee bit serious when uh, he was asked yeah. this question about how long is he going to stay and he lightened things yes. well hopefully listen I've signed for three years and I'll guarantee I'll be here for three years unless I, I get emptied before that <laughs> as, as they say up here but uh, but yeah that, that will that, that will be the plan and um, and like I say then we can we, we can look at it from there yeah, and I think it will be. I said it on Friday, Paul. It was probably the, the the sort of clip of the of the interview in terms of, of that because he left midway. Or he left in a February or a March of a of a season um, in 2019. But yeah, I believe him um, when he says that. You know, three years from now, Brendan will be 53, 54, yeah. loads and loads of time 
to go and, and pursue other things if that's what he wants to go and do. And I also think now, and I firmly believe this, that three years is a maximum for a Celtic Rangers manager. I just think, you know, in the current climate, in the modern day, I think that's more than enough um, yeah. anyway. And if you survive three years, it means you've been really successful. So I think, you know, three years from now, if, if Brendan's delivered a good bit of success to Celtic and he feels it's time to go, then I, I think he would go with the best uh, wishes of, of of everyone. So how are they going to do next season? Celtic, Rangers and the other teams going to ask you, Mark, next. The Go Radio Football Show, bringing you the latest transfer news as the countdown to the new season gets underway. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, we're on every evening. Last night, it was 5 till 7. Barry Ferguson Double and time, Neil Lynn. It? it was indeed for them. Uh, you and me, Mark, it's one hour special <laughs> here tonight. Mark Guidi with us. Are you signed for the new season? Yes. Oh, yeah. If you give me a contract, I'll sign it. Yes, happy to be yeah. here for third, third year that goes. I yes. told you I met you. Yeah, great deal done. And unlike Old Firm, I don't think that, that three no. years is, is, is more than enough. Exactly. You know, to stay longer. <laughs> Try 30. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, wait, 17, 17, 700. Uh, Boritz is back. Hibbs, Maximilian Boritz, the cousin of the former Celtic stopper, Arter, has signed a two-year deal. So a goalkeeper, uh, Maximilian Boritz. Yeah. Yep. Well, if he's, if he's half as good as Oof. his cousin, then there'll be some signing um, for uh, for Hibernian. Uh, Arter Boritz was a, a top-class uh, goalkeeper. And uh, good luck to to to, uh, to Boric, but of course he'll need to dislodge David Marshall, who yep. is a top mm. uh goalkeeper um, as well so yeah that'll be an interesting one What did you make of the report overnight that um, about Rangers and Cinch that Rangers have reportedly been granted permission by the SFA to take the SPFL to court over the Cinch sponsorship mm. deal this has gone on for far too long hasn't I, it it's dragged on I, Paul I, I, I mean I get fundamentally what, what it's about Rangers yeah. having to back the deal and, yeah. the, and they've blanked all um, you know coverage of Singe etc etc because of parts of parts, yeah. parts um, yep so yeah. I, I get all that I, I, I genuinely don't understand why they need to go to the SFA to, to get approval to because if, sure if you want to start legal proceedings you can start legal proceedings but maybe at the SFA back in Rangers or the in Rangers corner over it but then you've got like Neil Doncaster who's in charge of the SPFL also sits in the in the board of the, the yeah. SFA and different things. So uh, I'm not quite sure um, where it's going or, or how this will uh, how this will play out. But it's it's uh, interesting. But I have to be honest, Paul. Some of that can off the pat stuff. I know it's no, important, sure. but yeah. it bores me. It really. And I bores think the same for our listeners as well. It's yeah. um, what about Tottenham? So news: he has signed another player, Guglielmo Vicario. Yeah, the goalkeeper. So this is seventeen million. Yeah, yeah, from 17, Empoli. Yeah, seventeen million. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of money for a goalkeeper. Maybe not down south, but a lot of money. He's got a good reputation. Uh, Vicario, I think that obviously means that uh, Hugo Lloris is going to go. Yeah. I think he's got a year to go. You've got Fraser Foster mm-hmm. on the books, old Celtic goalkeeper at Spurs. So you'd imagine Vicario would be the number one. But like we're saying earlier with McCrory and Butland, then you know Fraser Foster's still a top quality goalkeeper. And what he's trying to dislodge him, but I think that would mean that, that Larice is moving on. We were talking with Neil Lennon last night about um, Foster, what a keeper he was, and that that also affected Celtic in that year, the COVID year. Then oh. they, they thought they had him just about to start the season, then they yeah. didn't. And of course, uh, Barkas was then signed; he couldn't go and see him, yeah. um, and that that didn't end well, did it? No, and and again, it just goes. I've always said that Paul, whether you're, you know, you're fighting at the top or in the middle or, or, or avoiding really trying to avoid relegation. Having a quality goalkeeper is paramount. If you don't have a, a more than decent goalkeeper, you're not, you're not going to 
achieve anything that's going to end in tears. So yeah, that that season, um, Barkas, Fasley Barkas was signed for a lot of money, AK Athens, but it never worked out. I think most of us could tell from pretty early on that um, he just didn't get a chance to, to to build any confidence, to build any momentum, and um, you know sometimes he was he was growing at the pit and, and he looked chalk white. You know he looked really yeah, down, which, mm-hmm. which, which isn't a nice thing to see. But again, it wasn't all down to Barkas. What happened that season? Uh, to Celtic Rangers got it going they got momentum they just clicked in at the right time and for Celtic you know in several key areas of the football club all over on and off the pitch it just didn't happen and they, they paid the price Ryan's on the socials here at Go Football Show he says I have to say I really do enjoy listening to Mark and Paul together really? Oh, I think this is my writing actually <laughs> always looking forward to listen um, so here's a question for you seriously um, can you see Rangers spending £7 million on a striker this summer? So on a single player? Yeah. No, I can't. No. 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 no I'd be I'd be surprised if they could do seven million um on one player, considering they've already spent three yeah. um on a striker, Paul. Biggest budget uh, ever though. Well, unless said. maybe yeah, mm-hmm. but let's maybe if you could move one or two out and, and raise some funds um in. But let's say I think it's definitely a priority now that they've got they've got um Butland in to push for that goalkeeping uh, slot. The number nine is clearly the, the priority, you know, something if it's Michael Beale really hammered down the mm-hmm. The door of John Bennett and the board and said, "Listen, this is a guy that will win as a league. You know, if it's seven mil, whatever it may be, but ordinarily, ordinarily, right now, I, I I can't see that happening. But I wouldn't rule it out. But I, I not not at the moment. And he mentions also about Ryan Kent. Um, it, it, he was the most expensive until now, um, when we really needed it, though we didn't get the money for him. But he is saying, as every Rangers fan knows, they need an out and out striker who can score the kind of goals that M- Morellas did." Three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. No question. And, and yeah. um, you know, I'm not saying that Kimar Roof is prolific, Paul, but see if Kimar Roof stays fit. Mm. Kimar Roof will get you 20 goals this season. Mm. He will. He scored a couple of crackers in European football uh, for Rangers yeah, as well. So, so he is. Rob's uh, brilliant commentary on that yeah. one, remember? Aye, it's right. He is, I mean, he is, he is yeah. quality. Um, but, you know, it's replacing Morelos is hard. But then what did Morelos really give Rangers the last year or two? Mm. Not a lot, Neither. to be honest. You know, look yeah. at Ch- Cholak was the main man the first half of the mm-hmm. season. Um, so uh, yeah, and, and Fashion Sakala chipped in with some with some goals from it. Yeah. Again, he's not you're, you're out now. Um, number nine, but clearly Michael Beale is still looking for somebody because um, he's, he's linked with with two or three players. There's bids in um, some for permanent deals for players, others for loan um, players. So they clearly still want to get somebody in the door. And as you said, Paul, they start back training on Friday. Yeah. So mm. ideally, they would want somebody in in the door by then. Celtic will be a little bit later, won't they? Mm. Because they don't have the Champions third, League. Maybe Celtic, right. are, maybe yeah, they don't have the qualifying, and then they're off to Japan, Portugal. Then yeah, Japan, and uh, they're doing South Korea as well. Is it just Japan? I'm not, I'm sure. not sure. I mean, Brendan Rodgers sounded uh, you're happy enough about it, and. You're not going to say anything else, are you? But it had the stamp of Ange Postacoglu on it yeah. because of where he came from Aye. and the Japanese players. I think um, had Brendan Rodgers had um, Champions League qualifiers, it, it wouldn't be, you know, it'd be a wee bit all oh, right this schedule. But the fact that Celtic have got a, a free month of July, they don't play competitively until August the fifth. It'll be a home game. Then I think they can be fairly uh, comfortable about whatever schedule um, that you inherit. It'd be different for it's obviously different for Rangers because they've got Champions League qualifiers in the month uh, of August, you know, 30 million quid at stake, Paul, mm-hmm. massive, Huge. absolutely massive. Um, and that's why Michael Beale will be wanting to get as many 
of his players in the door um, as quickly as possible. You said, oh, there. Yeah, they are. South Korea, they're going to are they, yeah, they're going, yeah. Uh, homeland. I see he missed a couple of chances last week when he played international football and he apologised afterwards. He's the kind of player, he needs game time, doesn't he? And he's still quite young. Yeah, he's 21 or 22, yeah. Are they going to sign someone else for this coming season? Do you think Kyogo's another number nine? Another number, yeah. Hey. I mean, Kyogo staying, you would think. I mean, we don't know. Well, do we? I, I, but, I yeah. think I said on Friday. I think Kyogo's an interesting one, Paul. He's got two years to go on his mm-hmm. deal. He's had this, the season of his career, so he's you know, in terms of his transfer value. I think possibly as highest ever um, at, at the moment. They're certainly aware of him down south um, and abroad. There's no doubt about that. Um, he'll be away for three or four weeks in January. Remember that um, as well. And that's such a crucial time, yeah, as we is. all know so, here. Yeah. And if you're going to cash in an asset, probably with two years to go is when you'll get your, your your biggest fee. So I'm not saying he's definitely going to go. I'm not saying he wants to go. I'm sure all things be equal. Brendan Rodgers would like to keep him, and he would sign a two year extension. But I think there would be there'll be interest in him, and I think that's that would be Celtic are duty bound to to look at that interest, and and if it comes into to, to concrete offers, then we up what's best in terms of a, yeah, a football of decision. If you can get money in, they might have some deal mm-hmm. marked. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Celtic break their transfer record in this window. Right. Yeah. Also, um, and what is the record? Nine Celtic? million, I think, for uh, Edward Brendan Rodgers. Um, so wow. I think that, um, that I wouldn't be, a... be surprised mm-hmm. if they do, and it may well be on a on a number nine but we'll wait and see what happens with Kyogo so Neil Lennon Barry last night mentioned this man Musa Dembele huge mm. success under yeah. Brendan Rodgers could you see him come back to, still at Leon. he is only uh, just though isn't he yeah, so, yeah. he kind of lost his way maybe a wee bit mm. um, he has and he certainly he, he thrived under uh, Brendan Rodgers mm. as we as we all know, I think he got a hatch in an old firm game, didn't he? Um, so, uh, he went to Atletico, didn't he, for, uh, on a short-term loan yeah, the season um, before? So, I, I, But I'm not fully aware of what the circumstances are surrounding um, Dembele. But if there was a, a wee chance of it happening, then A, I think Dembele would have a conversation with Brendan Rodgers because he respects him, he knows what like he is. And I think Dembele, certainly in social media, um, has always been um, very complimentary towards Celtic and towards the Celtic supporters. So I'm not really quite sure, but I yeah. suppose it's not one you, that you could that you could rule out. But I couldn't see Dembele uh, and Kyogo and O yeah. all no. been here. So maybe some of them would have to have to give. If you're one of the other ten clubs in the Premiership, what are you thinking this season? There's always that gap between the big two, Rangers and Celtic, Celtic Rangers and the rest. What are you thinking for this year? So Aberdeen, for example, mm. it's about third position, isn't it? And I'm not being yeah. When you've uh, got Ab- Aberdeen, I think Derek McInnes said last week he he believes you know if you're going in budgets, Celtic Rangers are obviously gimmies to yeah. top six, and then you're probably people will be looking at Aberdeen, Hearts and Hibs. Mm-hmm. As your other three, and then you know, pick one for one for seven um, out with that. I think it would be fairly um, open um, to, to go and try and uh, do it. St. Mun managed to do it um, last season. You know, get 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 into the top six. Livia been in there. St. John's have been in there. So um, yeah, I, I, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes at Hearts with Stephen A. Smith yeah. and and Frankie McAvoy and, and Gordon Forrest. The way they've had to. Do the wording um, of the of how that's all going to work out. Um, you've got Lee Johnson, who was seemed to be constantly under pressure at Hibs, but managed to to turn that around. But, Great end to the season. Yeah, and then it? you've got yeah. Barry Robson, who sure. was terrific uh, for four months at Aberdeen and, and got the job um, permanently. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll wait and see what what happens there. But I would I would think that Aberdeen would be would be the strongest one out of those three at the moment. 
Graham Shinney on his way back probably and yeah. he was a fine you know, oh, getting back Jim Goodwin got him Jim, back didn't aye, he? Jim brought yeah. him in I think he only had him for a couple of games um, and then uh, Jim lost his job but uh, aye, Graham Shinney yeah uh, pivotal part you know, and really good off the park as well sets high standards every day in training about the building so yeah he'd be a really good signing for them and who is going to come up I'm not asking you that just now but before we know well the Stephen told us last week Stephen McGinn back training already yeah. in the first division uh, Partick Thistle and they just finished what three weeks ago wasn't it was that the cup yeah. final you know aye, and, and they, that weekend there the, the playoff June the 4th they yeah, finished and exactly. they were back in yesterday That's, uh, just over aye. three weeks ago yep. so they were so disappointed yeah. not to come up they'll obviously challenge Queen's Park will be looking to challenge again mm. this coming season Inverness in there Wraith Rovers have got new owners yeah. they, they, they look as if they're very yeah. ambitious and of course Dundee United Dundee United yeah with, yeah. with, with, with Jim Goodwin I, I, it's been a really good year, league for a number of years Paul and I don't think it will disappoint us again in, in the new season Hatati do you think he could be on the move uh, he's got three years to go Paul mm. so I don't think you know that that, that, you know, that it would be one that Celtic would be looking at and you know kind of encouraging anything for him but again I'm sure he's on on the radar of, of clubs all over because he's a top um, midfielder but I, I would imagine that Celtic at this moment in time um, would be more than happy to keep him a Saudi club were looking for him but his agent has said in the last 24 hours he's not going there at all and he's had such a great he was a contender for player of the season I mean, wasn't he's, he? he's brilliant attack yeah. I mean I think he's absolutely uh, sensational um, so I think he's got a real chance to, to, to go to uh, another level but you're talking about Saudi Arabia what about the money Paul it's crazy 47 isn't it? million yeah. for Neves Wills and a few boys for Chelsea sure. the money is and it's going no mad. longer when they're 34 Oof. 35 36 yeah. he's what 26 27 yeah I mean, somebody said to yeah. me the other day you wonder if it's on the horizon I'm not saying the next year or two but the the Saudi clubs from that part of the world end up in our Champions League really could be a bit like live golf, you know. The exactly, design. exactly. It's, it's heading that way, yeah, isn't it? I think yeah. it is. Yeah, I think it is. Mark, do you believe that's the error has come oh, and gone? Yeah, brilliant. Not too many off-com complaints. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Mark. We'll see you again next week. This time tomorrow night, it's going to be Andy Walker who'll join brilliant. us at five. Thanks so Thanks, much. Paul. The news is next. And then Jokal Day. The Go Radio Football Show, bringing you the latest transfer news as the countdown to the new season gets underway. Let's go!